Welcome! This is New Taku, where we talk things anime and manga. We are not experts or gatekeepers, we're just fans trying to share our love with you. Feel free to interact with us on Instagram and Twitter at NewTakuCast, or email us questions and requests at NewTaku2019 at gmail.com. Listen to us on Podbean, Apple and Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. And please give us five stars on Apple Podcast. Please subscribe and share. I am Jim, and Frank is on assignment. So, uh, this is our big season catch-up, almost over review. Uh, there is news out, um, possibly One Piece is ending soon, there's a Japan Sinks film 2020, but as with these reviews, these near-end reviews, they tend to run a little long. And as I learned last episode, being that there's just I recording right now, that we get half the time. Legitimately half the episode. I didn't think about that going in. That one person talking instead of two people talking would be half of the total content. But that's the way it works out. So real quick, um, let me update people on what I've got going on. I dove back into Dark, the German sci-fi show time travel thing. I had stopped early in season two, and I don't know why. Maybe something else came out and I got excited about it and then just left that by the wayside. So I, st I stopped at, like, episode three, so um, I'm not going to spoil anything. It's definitely a show that you should, I would recommend. I Once again, I'm only in season two, but we did start blowing through it. And uh, I have a feeling we'll be done season three probably in the next week or two. And then I'll give a review of that. Uh, I jumped in early when that show first started. Uh, I do recommend watching it in the germ original German with subtitles, as with I do with anime. Watch it in the original language, and then read along. Um, but yes, so far it's been very good. I'm back in it. I'm headstrong into it, face first. Like diving into a... Falling off your skateboard and diving headfirst into some concrete. That's me with Dark. Also, I have one episode, and I know I've been talking about this for a year... Midnight Diner, excellent show if you're a fan of Japan, if you've been to Japan, if you haven't been to Japan, if you want to go to Japan, if you like Japanese food, if you like Japanese drama, if you like drama in general, it is a very good show. It's funny. It's cute. They originally had the second set of the series, which was Midnight Diner Tokyo Stories, was originally on Netflix, and then at some point, I believe in March, they released the original series, which is just called Midnight Diner. It's from earlier on, so you get to meet some of these characters that are already established, like the uh, the T sisters, the T Rice sisters. They're already established. You get a little bit of their backstory in this earlier episodes, but we blew through that, and then I, I have been saving the last episode of Tokyo Diner, uh, Midnight uh, or Midnight Diner Tokyo Stories. I've been saving that last episode because I was hoping that we would get more episodes because I don't want to say goodbye to the series because it's very good. But then after watching the original series. I realized there was a film, so I went and I ordered the Blu-ray. So I'm going to watch the Blu-ray as well. But uh, that's what I've been up to. And also, I got outside, which is rare. I was outside in a park. Social distancing by myself was definitely observed. I don't know about some of the people that were there. I stayed at the perimeter of this group. And uh, that's what I got going on. I hope you guys are going to enjoy your Labor Day in the United States. But let's move on with the topic of discussion this week. So, as with every season, we selected a bunch of shows for our official summer 2020 new Taku watch list. And you can go listen to the pro process 
from about a month ago and a half ago. And I encourage our listeners to watch along with me. Um, in a couple of weeks, I'll have our best of summer 2020 episode. And the winners of summer 2020 will go against the winners of winter, spring, and fall of 2020. And it will name the best of 2020 as awarded by me, myself, unless someone returns from hiatus. The prestigious, the, I am the prestigious voice of the Nutaku Anime Podcast. Uh... Now, usually I go through and we'll talk about the stuff that I watch outside of our list. Um, what I'm watching, I'm still watching Extra Olympia Kill Close. It's a claymation animation puppet story of a guy from ancient Greece who goes into it. He's really bad at pottery. He goes into his pot. It gets struck by lightning and he gets sent back to 50s Japan. And he basically is shocked and, you know, he shows up in these strange situations. But as the story, I think it's up to episode 15, 14 or 15 now. And it's going to carry, I looked into it, it's going to carry on into fall. It might be on a hiatus right now, but um, they're like eight minutes a piece. And as the story has gone along, you get like running gags that are running into it. it. It's very good. It's very, very like genuinely funny. And they have a song at the end of every episode. And um, it's pretty damn funny. The songs are very good with live action, like people acting out like as Greek soldiers and stuff like that. And they give you a history lesson. Very good show. I recommend. Okay, so let's dive in. We'll start with A. And that stands for Apare Ranman. Streaming on Funimation and Hulu. There's 13 episodes. It was delayed from spring 2020. The studio is PA Works. What was that? Sounds like nails on a chalkboard. The studio is PA Works. Uh, they did Angel Beats and Shirobako, and the director is Masakazu Hashimoto, who did a couple of Crayon Shinchan films. Source is original. The genres? Comedy and historical. Your synopsis. The socially awkward yet genius engineer, Apari Sorano, and the wise but cowardly samurai, Kosami Ishiki, find themselves aimlessly drifting in the sea between Japan and America. In order to earn enough money to get them back home, the duo enters a trans-American race in their own steam-powered car. Rivals, bandits, and other trials await them on this race from Los Angeles to New York. Okay, so since the story started, we uh, got lots of backstory on some of the camera. Maybe not lots, but we got ideas of what's going on. And, you know, we got different races and colors and sizes of all these characters. Um, there's a pretty cool bar fight scene with Gun Fu. Get it? Think John Wick. There's a Gun Fu scene between TJ and Dylan, who are two other characters who are like two badasses, like the legit badasses in the show. Uh, there's a great OP. That says, I don't give a fuck. Which is pretty amazing. And the ED is amazing. It sounds like a 90s rock ballad, which is pretty cool. It's like, more than words type of thing. Uh, the action's great. The animation's great. Uh, Thomas Edison makes a cameo in the show. It's a great cast of characters. Like I said, all different shapes and sizes, ages, uh, genders, everything. Very fun show. Very cool character design. Very colorful. Not crazy about the vehicle designs, though. It's CGI. Uh, I know what they're going for. Um, not crazy about it. 
But overall, it's a pretty good show, and it's a lot of fun. And I think it's only going to be one season. They're halfway across the United States right now. And there's, you know, uh, all kinds of... They're still looking for this one character who killed another one's father. And, you know, there's all these, like, subplots and everything. But it's fun. Uh, uh, Apare is, uh, you know, almost like brain dead to the rest of the world except for his engineering. And following him from his, you know... He helps people along not knowing that he's doing it. And also him working on his car is pretty cool. So, yes, Apari Ranman. Next up, one that a show, a show that a lot of people are talking about is the best show of the season. Decadence. Streaming on Hunma- uh, Funimation and Hulu. There's 12 episodes. The studio's nut. They did uh, the Sanya, uh, Saga of Tanya the Evil. The director is Yuzuru Tachikawa. Mob Psycho and Death Parade. So there you go. Uh, the source is original. The Jones. Action, adventure, and sci-fi. Your synopsis. Many years have passed since humanity was driven to the brink of extinction by the sudden emergence of the unknown life forms Godol. Those humans that survived now dwell in a 3,000 meter high mobile fortress called Decadence, built to protect themselves from the Godol threat. Denizens of Decadence fall into two categories. Gears... Warriors who fight the Gadol daily, and tankers, those without the skills to fight. One day, Natsume, a tanker girl who dreams of becoming a gear, meets Surly Kaburagi, an armor repairman of decadence. This chance meeting between the seemingly two opposites, the girl with a positive attitude who never gives up on her dreams, and the realist who has given up on his, will eventually shake the future course of this world. Spoiler alert. Uh, this show is uh, all about class war, and I'm a sucker for a class war story, so yes, sign me up. Uh, it's got a great OP. It gets me hype to watch the show every week, which I would say probably is the job of an OP. Would I have made it through the first half of Fire Force if it wasn't for the OP to the first half of Fire Force? Probably not. I do enjoy all the characters. It's great animation. Um especially the action scenes. I really enjoyed the story and the way it's laid out. I still do not like the robot design. I've tried to, like, I like the story so much that I'm, like, really involved in it and I like it and I like watching every week. But the robots, I just, I don't know. I just don't really, I don't like it. I enjoy the robot world. I like the characters in the robot world. I don't know, man. It's just not for me. It wasn't, it was a surprise when they showed up. It was shocking. But I don't like the robot design. Oh, I really want to like this show. But apparently the internet loves it. So, Next up. Diary of Our Days at the Breakwater. Or Hukago Tebu Nishi. Streaming on Funimation. 12 episodes. The studio is Doga Kobo. Who did Asteroid in Love. And The Helpful Fox Senko-san. It's directed by Takaharu Okuma who worked as an animator and episode director on a bunch of different shows, and I think this is their first director's role. I'm not sure. From my research, which is limited, uh, that's what I got. Uh, the source is a manga by Yasuyuki Kosaka. Jones. Comedy, school, seinen, which means it's, it's a marketing term, meaning an older male audience, and slice of life. I don't get the older male audience. I'll I'll describe that in a second, but that's fine. Your synopsis. The series follows Hina Surugi, a first-year student who moves to a town by the sea. While Surugi, Surugi, not easy to say, Surugi 
is more of an indoor kid who enjoys things like arts and crafts, she is suddenly thrown into the world of fishing when an older student, Yuki Kuroiwa, Kuroiwa invites her to be part of the school's fishing club. Uh, the show has a great ED, and both the ED and the OP have the voice actor cast singing it, which makes it a lot of fun. Uh, they introduce a new character, the counselor for their club, who is the school nurse, Sayaka. And uh, she's a drunk, and she often talks the girls into giving them the fish, let her eat the fish. Under the, We get to see her drunk once, which is really inappropriate because she's getting drunk around you know, 14-year-old girls, 15-year-old girls. But um, they, uh, they talk her into it, but they tell her to stop drinking. They'll, let her feed, they'll feed her, so we get a more relaxed Sayaka after that one episode. Uh, the show is educational. It's very cute. It's very relaxing. No high stakes in the show. There's a haiku at the end of every episode, which is cute. And this is probably, moe is a term used for like cute girls, cute stuff, cutie things, things that are considered traditionally, you know, genre specific girly. Um, this is probably my favorite of the shows since the podcast started. And we watched, as I mentioned earlier, we watched uh, Asteroid in Love, which was a cute show, but it didn't, the story, there was no story there. This one actually has like a story, and they go and they do things, and they go to they go shopping, and they the the different fish into different kinds of uh, sea life that they try to catch. Like you know, it's it puts them in different environments all the time, and everything like that. This is probably one of my favorite shows of the season, surprisingly. Like I thought it was going to be just a cute show, and I'll learn about fishing, but it's actually entertaining. It's very fun. It's definitely something you can watch with your kids, even though it's a seinen. I don't, I mean, there's one scene in early that just, like, has an octopus, like, crawling all over uh, uh, Hina, but I know uh, that can be off-putting, of course, that should be, but uh, it's, that's the only time I've seen anything like that. I guess, I guess saying him because the one teacher gets drunk in front of kids, but I would definitely recommend this to watch with your kids. It's definitely, it's a lot of fun, and you get to see Hina, like, grow as a person. It's a fun show. I definitely recommend it. Next up. Fire Force, Season 2, or N-N no Shubatai, Ni no Shu, streaming on Crunchyroll and Funimation. We got 24 episodes, so it's going to carry over into fall of 2020. The studio is David Productions, who did Cells at Work and JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, among other many other things. And the director is Tatsuma Mina Mikawa. She was the director of Wave Listening to Me, and she did Fire Force Season 1, Episode 12. And she was hired. They're like, you can do a better job. So is a manga by Atsushi Okobo. The Jones. Action. Shonen. Marketing term used to describe stories directed at young male audience. Whatever that means. And supernatural. Ghosts. Your synopsis. Shinra and Company 8 have figured out that this is, oh my, by the way, spoiler alert, you have to have watched season one to get anything I'm going to be talking about. Shinra and Company 8 have figured out the evangelist's goal to gather bursts from Shinra and Sho. I think Sho's his brother. After learning more about his past from Captain Burns, Shinra becomes more motivated to discover the truth about his mother and save Sho again. But a mysterious girl known as the First Pillar reveals the evangelist master plan to start another great cataclysm. Okay, so we got some background on why the world is the way it is, which was nice because we were just supposed to suppose that the world burned, but Tokyo didn't. 
uh, a cataclysms, uh, I guess, 250 years ago. Uh, but And they have to go into the mainland, so they go to China. Uh, I still don't know why they would send super-powered firemen to investigate it instead of, I don't know, scientists or geologists. Uh, they've introduced talking animals suddenly. Uh, there's still a lot of background shots. Of that. There's more people in the world, which is nice, because season one there was nobody living in this world besides the main characters. Um, but they're still just standing around with, in still shots, not moving, with no faces. Um, no show since we have started this illustrious podcast had me zone out to my phone more than Fire Force. The animation, the story... I did not give an F about this show until they left Tokyo. Suddenly, they go into mainland China, and the show has greatly improved since changing location. So there's, we find out that, uh, spoilers, we find out that people with Adela Bursts are powering the Amaratsu factories. So there's a person inside these factories. Uh, the newest character they showed, uh, Ogun, uh, a dude with dreads who like can power up and punch things with fire. He's pretty awesome. And I can always appreciate a good... And also, in a big, big deal for this show, Tamaki, the fox girl, didn't get naked for three straight episodes. This is a huge improvement on her getting groped pretty much every time she showed up on screen. The show is way more interesting since they left Tokyo, which I find... I'm intrigued. So, like, for four straight episodes, I will say three straight episodes, I've actually cared about this show. So hopefully this is the theme going forward. I would imagine this is going to wrap up. Their mainland uh, excursion is going to wrap up when we get to that like midpoint, that 13th episode or 12th episode of the season. But yeah, I, I'm surprised. I thought it was going to become and bash this show. And then in the last couple of episodes, I really care about it. So cool shit. So if you're a fan of it, I hope you're enjoying it more than ever now. Next. Fruits Basket, Season 2. Streaming on Crunchyroll and Funimation. 25 episodes. The studios. TMS Entertainment. Case closed. Dr. Stone. The director is Yoshihide Ibata, who did Attack on Titan Junior High. The source is a manga by Natsuki Takaya. Very popular manga. Lujons. Comedy. Drama. Fantasy. Romance. Shoujo, this is a marketing term, directed at young girls, and Slice of Life, basically a everyday story with no, not necessarily a full storyline, daily occurrences in people's lives. Here's your synopsis. It's been almost a year since Toru started living in the in, at Shiguri's house, though she now has a deeper relationship with each of the Somas, not just Yuki and Kyo. She's concerned about their sinister curse's true nature. The right path to choose, predetermined destiny. What emotions will arise in Yuki, Kyo, and Toru in the face of the eternal banquet? What will be their resolve? Okay, first basket. Um, I'm not going to have much to talk about here. I'll, let, me, let me just, just dive into some stuff. Uh, there is a weird haiku scene that stood out to me where they're reading a haiku and they changed the meaning in the subtitles. I'm pretty sure. And Americanized it, which I thought was, why are you doing that? Just, I'm watching a Japanese show. I get it. They're Japanese people with Japanese references. Just keep it Japanese. Don't dumb it down for me, please. 
There is plenty of character development this season. Uh, Kyo was the focus for a while, especially in the back end of season one. But we're getting plenty of character development for Yuki and Toru. We're getting motivations for them. Uh, every, every character in the show that we've been introduced to, uh, they have particular storylines and their own troubles, which is nice. We get introduced to Rin this season, who is the horse girl, and she rules. And she's trying to break the curse along with Toru. And Akito, the big bad, is absolutely despicable. And they solidify that Akito sucks. What a manipulative piece of crap. This is an amazing show with amazing storytelling and a legitimately evil antagonist. I really recommend the show. Gladly, there's only two more seasons, so I get lots more. So we're halfway through season two. We get two more full seasons. This is the character development season. I'm loving it. Yes, Fruits Basket. Yes, yes, yes. Next up, The God of High School. Streaming on Crunchyroll, 13 episodes. The studio is Mappa, who did Dododo, one of our favorite shows of 2019, and Banana Fish. The director is Sung Hoo Park, who worked on a bunch of big-name shows um, in every single capacity imaginable. Banana Fish, Fairy Tale, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. The source is a digital manhwa, so it's a Korean manga, Korean comic, uh, by Yoon Ji Park. The Jones. Lots of Jones. Action, adventure, comedy, fantasy, martial arts, sci-fi, supernatural. Synopsis. It's a big one, so listen in. Jin Mori has proclaimed himself the strongest high schooler. His life changes when he's invited to participate in God of High School, a tournament to determine the strongest high schooler of all. Okay. So I was under the impression that the South Korea, that South Korea was the home of all the fighters, as with the Japanese anime, you know, it's and manga, it's Japan is the center of the universe. But we find out that the tournament is just a regional battle. So after they graduate from one, they start battling in another regional battle, and the guys are a lot more tough in the second round. Uh, they had a jujitsu guy who they were calling a jujitsu guy, but I think he was definitely doing capoeira. He's a Brazilian jujitsu guy. I think he was definitely doing capoeira. He was doing like handstands and leg swings and stuff like that. Uh, the villains kill some characters, so shit's starting to get a little serious. Um, the more powerful characters that we've gotten in this next round, they summon avatars similar to stands in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. And uh, the stands are almost like, I don't know, powers. One guy has wings and he can fly. Uh, there is a lot of shit going on in the show. Um, then an interesting edit. We got curses and middle fingers edited out. Um, I'm hoping the editing for us poor, sensitive American audiences won't be the standard for Crunchyroll going forward with their originals. Didn't look great here, especially since, like, the following scene, we get this, like, misogynist villain, villain beating the shit out of a woman, but saying shit and fuck is not permitted. Uh, like I said, there's a lot going on. It is a fun action show, and we're almost done with the season. I gotta imagine there's gonna be a second season of this. Um, but, yeah, I'm at a point where I'm, like... Okay, I, I, like, who's doing what to who now? I don't, motivations are kind of getting a little confused. Uh, everybody's turned on each other. They were all friends at point at one point. Uh, just Jin is, like, the only one that's, like, you know, the ditzy Goku character where he's just kind of oblivious to everything, but he drank some magic juice, and now he's more powerful, but we haven't seen his power yet. There's a lot good. Like I said, there's a lot going on in the show. It is fun. It is very well animated. The fights are pretty cool. It reminds me, every single scene reminds me of a video game. 
Um, so if fighting games are your thing, this is definitely lines up for a fighting game. Check it out. Next. Lapis Relights. Streaming on Funimation, 12 episodes. The studio is Yokohama Animation Lab, who did Mirror Tights, the anime about girls. Stretchy stockings. <laughs> the director is Hiyuki Hayata, or Hata, who did Yumikori. The source is a mixed media project, which basically means ties into video games and shit. Uh, the genres, magic and music. Do I need to describe you what magic and music is? I hope not. Synopsis. Tiara has just been accepted to Flora Girls Academy for Young Witches. Her lifelong dream of becoming a powerful light to cleanse the world of magical beasts, which we've still never seen any of, is now possible. But not before she hits the magical music books. Oh, and little did Tiara know that she's about to take center stage in a class full room of classroom full of dropouts. Challenge accepted. Alright, so I'm going to compare two shows here, and I'm going to compare this to Diary of Our Days at Breakwater. Now, the reason I'm doing this, you're going to say, okay, well, this is about magic girls and a magic school and, you know, school magic girls, and the other one's about fishing girls. They both have cute girls, right? Um, so, Moe checked off there. There was a good episode in the show with a haunted house. I do like the music. This show does ooze mixed media project, though. We are introduced to these girls, and there's all shapes, sizes, colors, hair styles. You know, the, the, the gamut of girls. And they have different races and stuff. Uh, mythical races, you know, the, the elves and vampires and demons, whatever. But we're only getting the basic introduction, so this like thing screams... You know, buy the game to get more of it. Especially when they talk about the ma magical beast. We haven't seen a single magical beast. So, you know, if you think about the way that these, especially phone games in particular, run, you have characters and they have to fight this, like, horde of faceless enemies. I would imagine that's going to be your magical beasts going forward. The show legit has nothing going for it besides that. It's got cute girls. They're in situations that are cute, similar to uh, Diaries of Our Days of Breakwater, but you can see like a leap and bound between these two shows where cute girls doing things as opposed to cute girls really not doing anything except selling that they're cute by our game. Yeah, I'm not a fan. I was at first because I thought it was cute, but then as the story has gone along and it's really done nothing, I am not a fan anymore. Next. Millionaire Detective Balance Unlimited or Fugo Kenji. Keiji, Balance Unlimited. Streaming on Funimation. It's 11 episodes. The studio is Cloverworks, who did Promise Neverland, Rascal Does Not Dream of Bunny Girl Senpai, and directed by Tomohiko Ito, who did season one and two of Sword Art Online. People are a big fan of that show. It's among other things. The source is a novel by sci-fi author Yasutaka Susui. The genres. Comedy. Mystery. Police. The synopsis. Detective Daisuke Kanabe, Kanbe, Kanbe, has no problems using his own fortune to solve crimes, even if he assesses human lives based on our financial worth. Compassionate Haru Kato sees all life as sacred and is sickened by Daisuke's materialistic ways. Can they stop butting heads and overcome their opposing worldviews for the sake of solving the toughest crimes in the precinct? 
So we get another great OP, and it continues, as we've talked about, anime's obsession with 2010 pop emo. Uh, it's got a great ED. We have a lot of political and police intrigue and an unsolved case with a locker. Uh, this is preposterous, the show, but it is very entertaining because Daisuke has all the high-tech stuff from bugging this and tapping into that. At one point, he uses holograms on the screen of a future car and causes it to drive real fast. And uh, Daisuke's family is possibly involved in a secret dealing and technology. Um, Haru's very, he's a very likable character. He's your classic, like, justice cop. It's a good show. It's entertaining. It's very well animated. Um, the characters are cool. Yes, very good show. Next up. The Misfit of Demon King Academy. Mao Gaokin. Gakuin no Futeki Gosha. Nailed it. Streaming on Crunchyroll. Episodes of 13. Studio Silverlink. They did Bofori. I don't want to get hurt. So I'll max out my defest. Go uh, check out our, uh, our review of that back in the day. And the director is Shin Onuma. Bofori. I don't want to get hurt. So I'll max out my defense. And Masafumi Tamura, who did The Wise Man's Grandchild. Should we, we did not review. So is the light novel by Yoshinori Shimzuma. The Jones? Fantasy. Magic. School. Here's your synopsis. It's a big one. The tyrannical demon king has been reincarnated after 2,000 years. However, his suitability to the academy that educates candidates to become the new demon king renders him a misfit. Anas Voldegord was a tyrannical demon king that eradicated humans, spirits, and even the gods, but became bored with eternal warfare and reincarnated with dreams of a peaceful world. However, what awaited him in reincarnation after 2,000 years were descendants who became too weak after being accustomed to peace and all sorts of magic that deteriorated to the extreme. Anos enters the Demon King Academy that gathers and educates those who are viewed as the reincarnation of the Demon King. But the Academy could not see through its true, his true powers and ends up branding him as a misfit. Furthermore, they already assumed that the legendary Demon King was someone completely different. How could this happen? While someone insults him as inferior, he counts Misha, the one girl sympathetic to his cause, as his subject. The misfit demon king races up the hierarchy of the demonic world. Divine providence? Destiny? Miracles? Before my eyes? They all grovel and are eradicated. That's a very intense description. Okay, if you've seen that time I got reincarnated as a slime... The concept to this is very similar. We get an overpowered character who uses his powers to unite and overcome class. Another class show. And Strange, it's about class, and I like it. Uh, of course, the suspense of Anos ever possibly losing is just shattered because he is ridiculously overpowered. But I do enjoy Anos helping his friends become stronger. Uh, we have a covert plot, which I described to subvert human and demon society. There's, you know, there's, there's, uh, people that are spirits and there's people that are humans and we get demons and I'm sure we're going to meet a couple more races. Uh, all the characters are likable and, and charismatic. The OP and ED are amazing. It is a very fun show. A good watch. It is at times violent and gets really serious and you're like, whoa, where did that come from? It's not a comedy. It sounds like it would be a comedy. It isn't a comedy. It's serious business. With a title like Misfit Academy, Demon Man Misfit Academy, you'd think it'd be a comedy. Not a comedy. 
But it is good, and I find it very enjoyable and very likable. And like I said, if you like uh, that time I got reincarnated as a slime or other things about uh, overpowered characters, but with a, you know, humanist lean, then you'll enjoy this show, I think. How about Ninja Collection? Streaming on Crunchyroll. There's 13 episodes. They are legit less than five minutes long. Uh, Studios draws an ILCA, which stands for I Love Computer Art. And they did Yamishi by Japanese Ghost Stories, which is very similar to this. And a company called Tia, who did Business Fish, which was a show I was really excited about. And the director is Akira Funada, the source original, the Jones, horror, and supernatural. Tokyo, a city full of dreams and desires. Even today, there's a band of ninja passing down the old techniques and carrying out missions hidden from the eyes of the public. Blending into the darkness of the city, slamy, slaying, not slaming, slaying in human darkness. People call them the Tokashu. Okay, so we get some pretty good creepy ghost stories. Um, the animation is very basic. A lot of still frame stuff and shaking screens and screen effects. It's it's okay, but you know it's worth watching because it's four and a half minutes long. So there you go. That's all, <laughs> that's all I got on that one. Check it out. Uh, here's another show that's pretty short that I don't think you should check out. How about Peter Grill and the Philosopher's Time or Peter Grill no Keija no Jikan? Starting on Crunchyroll and High Dive, we get twelve episodes at twelve minutes and thirty seconds apiece. The studio's Wolfsbane which looks like their first show. And the director is Tatsumi, known most for, you guessed it, hentai. The source is a manga by Daisuke Hiyama. The Jones, comedy. Echi, which is sex jokes. Fantasy. Harem, which is usually one character surrounded by a bunch of characters of the opposite sex trying to bang them. Romance and seinen. I talked about seinen earlier. The synopsis. Peter Grill is the world's strongest fighter, but his ascent to the top came with an unexpected consequence. Women around the world, human and monster alike, want to bear his genetically superior children. Since he's currently engaged to the love of his life, Peter isn't too keen on his sudden popularity. But it will take every ounce of his self-control for Peter to keep his hands to himself and his relationship with his paramour in one piece. And the outrageously irreverent Peter Grill and the Philosopher's Time. Okay, so I appreciate the Comet mu- uh, Empire music from Space Battleship Yamato for the Guildmaster, but this show is trash balls. Skip. Next. Uzaki-chan wants to hang out, or Uzaki-chan wa asobatai. Streaming off animation, we get 12 episodes. Studio is ENG. I? Engi? They did Kimono Michi Rise Up, which we reviewed. Go check it out. And the director is Kazuya Miura, who directed Kimono Michi Rise Up. Go check it out. I'll review. Source is a manga by Take. The Jones. Comedy. Echi. And Slice of Life. University student Shinichi Sakurai is comfortable being an introverted loner and doesn't care what others think. Buxom underclassman Hana Uzaki doesn't understand this one bit. A tornado of joy. She's taken it upon herself to make him more social. Starting to enjoy her company. He concede that they're friends. Can it be possible to have as much fun with another person as he would be by himself? Warning. Boob jokes. Boob focus. Lots of boob jokes. 
Hey, look, she's got giant boobs. Nobody cares about the health of her back. Possible lumps. But she got some big boobs. So, if you don't like boob jokes, you ain't gonna like this show. I don't particularly like this boob jokes. I find this show pretty good. It's cute. Uh, there's a whole you know, Uzaki in a bikini episode, which gets a little gropy and wild. Uh, there is a great episode where Uzaki has turned 20 and now is legal to drink, and she gets shit-faced and pukes bubbles all over the place. Very good episode. Uh, I enjoy this. I want them to get together. But warning, warning, warning. Um, she, it's all boobs. All boobs, all the time. Booby jokes. You get it? Because they're big. Okay, so if I was to rate our shows on what I'm most excited to watch weekly, I would say at the top of the list, I gotta say Diary of Our Days at Breakwater, the fishing show. I am as surprised as anyone else would be. Fruits Basket, no surprise there. And Misfit of Demon School Academy. I find this very entertaining and engaging and at times overly serious to the point where I am confused why it's so serious, but good show. Shows I am not excited to watch. Uh, Lapis Relights has just got nothing going for it. And, I mean, Peter Grill is trash. <laughs> but it's 12 minutes. That's why I endure. This would have been one that I could have eliminated and just said, I don't feel like watching this anymore. But I've stuck with it for no reason. They have an orc girl with giant boobs and a big butt, and her name's Piglet. That makes me giggle every time they say Piglet, though. But besides that, the show is uh, garbage. So there you go. That's our review. In a couple of weeks, we will be all done. I will review. Hopefully, someone is on assignment. Maybe they'll come back. I will give our best of rankings for summer of 2020 in the anime season. And we've got a loaded fall. And more announcements coming for winter as well as COVID-19 is starting to ease up. The restrictions are easing up in Tokyo and Japan. Hopefully we'll get a lot more stuff. But stay safe out there. Wear a mask, please. I have all kinds of masks now. Bars are opening in Philly in two weeks. It's going to be insane. Everybody's going to be sick. Oh, God. Oh, my social anxiety's kicking in. Thanks for joining us this week. Uh, once again, please share us with your friends. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at NutakuCast. Send us questions and show requests. Our email is Nutaku2019 at gmail.com. And we will talk about every single stinking one of them on the air. Listen to us on Podbean, Apple, and Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. Give us five stars on Apple Podcasts, pretty please. Tell your friends about us. I have noticed that our listenership has dropped since COVID. It's understandable. You're not commuting. You're not listening. It's understandable. Give us a listen. I find us enjoying. It is strange. I will say that it is strange. This is now the second episode I've recorded by myself. I have, and I have to listen back to see if there's any screw-ups. Technically, I don't care if I screw up personally I don't care but technically and it is absolutely bizarre listening to myself by myself I have no one to play off of it is weird I don't know how people do it how does like someone well I guess they get paid a lot of money well I'm not gonna say Mark Maron Mark, Mark Maron's a millionaire I get why he does it he gets paid please subscribe and share friend, and tell your friends about us if they like anime and they don't like being talked down to maybe we're the people for you and until next time I'm Jim, and do your best out there, Gunbate.